On today's episode of Watch Time, we're going to talk with Patrick Zingardi, president of Zingardi Studios, and discuss how you can take your videos and turn them into additional types of marketing content. Stick around. You're listening to Watch Time, supercharged video marketing tips for the savvy small business owner and the modern mid-market professional. With Flex Media's Kathy Zip and Bill Barona. Welcome back to Watch Time. I'm Bill Barona. And I'm Kathy Zip. With the demand for businesses to produce more content for their consumers, it often gets hard for business owners to find time to manage so many different types of content and platforms. More and more marketers are finding out that consumers want to see content from the brands that they follow. Many of you listen to Watch Time because you want to learn how to create video content, and there's no secret that creating video content can be time-consuming. However, the engagement, knowledge transfer, and clarity you get by using video is well worth it. The question still remains, if you're making videos, trying to manage your marketing, trying to make sales, and trying to run your business, how do you find time to create other types of content that are still important assets for your business to have? That's right, Bill. You know, as a writer by trade, I can definitely vouch for the importance of having blogs for your website. You know, they're not only a great way to interact with readers and establish a voice for your company, but they're also perfect for your website SEO. But I know that thinking of having to produce blogs in addition to videos and social media posts and other content can feel really overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. You know, we believe your videos can help drive your other content and vice versa. We do this at, at Flex Media when we produce videos. And, you know, as you might know, we have blogs and podcasts. We do graphic design and more. So to help explain how you can use your videos to drive other content, we have a very special guest. His name is Patrick Zangardi, and he is the president of Zangardi Studios, a marketing agency in Cleveland, Ohio. So hi, Patrick, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to talk to you guys and uh, learn a little bit from you and hopefully teach your audience a little bit as well. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. We really were excited to uh, have you come on and, and talk to everybody. You know, with us doing so much video and all of our listeners really trying to create videos, I think having another marketing perspective and somebody who's working in all facets of digital marketing kind of speak on this topic was really just a great thing to bring to our listeners. So before we jump into talking about how to take this content and how to, you know, create different forms from video, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and Zangardi Studios and, um, you know, how you got started in marketing? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, the the long kind of winding road started actually way back when I was in college, uh, like it does for a lot of people. Um, my kind of experience with marketing began uh, when I was actually studying something completely unrelated to marketing. So I'd originally gone to college and I'd uh, wanted to study engineering. And truth be told, I kind of got started and realized this was not for me. Um, don't get me wrong, I, I enjoy the complicated thoughts and, uh, and, and solving problems and everything like that, but um, I didn't want to see myself in, uh, in engineering for the rest of my life. So I started to explore other things that were of interest to me, and um, I actually found advertising, which was uh, something that just always kind of was appealing to me. I'm a photographer by kind of hobby, by trade. Um, I'd grown up always with a camera in my hand, um, you know, photographing my friends and their bands and doing skating and BMX riding. And basically if there was any reason to have a camera, I was the guy with the camera taking photos of it. So advertising always was naturally something that I was drawn to. 
after finding advertising or realizing that was something that I really wanted to focus on, I began taking courses in business and advertising and media. And ultimately, I uh, started taking marketing courses, which is where I fell in love with, um, with marketing and what I decided kind of, you know, what I wanted to be when I grow up. And uh, what really connected me with marketing at that point was that it connected a few things that I was interested in. It created, it connected media and creative um, aspects of my brain, but also it connected with the problem solving and the, um, the sales side of my brain. And, and that's what I love about marketing. So fast forward to getting out of school, I, I jumped around at a few different agencies over the past 10 years. And in January, 2018, I started Zangardi Studio. And at that point, my focus was helping our clients to tell their story in a way that uh, is, is, is difficult to do with a full service marketing agency. And sometimes it's even difficult to do when you've got an internal marketing team because you're so connected to what it is that you, you do as a company. Sometimes it's hard to actually articulate that story. And that was my whole, my whole focus. And over the last two and a half years, we've uh, really lived that um, initial hypothesis and, and began uh, working with clients to tell their story through digital marketing, through social media, and through um, web development, which are kind of main focuses. That's awesome. That's uh, that's one thing that I really liked about um, when I was looking at your agency. I saw that um, you said that you help small marketing teams punch above their weight class. And I thought that was just an awesome tagline. I feel like everything you kind of just described kind of embodies that. Is there, is there anything in particular that you guys really just specialize in or you feel like, you know, what you've brought to your clients, like this is something that we really helped show them that they never even thought of before? It's a great question, and, and I'm glad that you like our tagline, um, helping small marketing teams punch above their weight class. You know, it's, it's, my, uh, it's my mission, really, at the end of the day, to help people do more than they thought is possible. And that's what we bring to our clients, is we bring the ability for them to do more things, to be more places, to see more people, or have more people see their message and their marketing. And, um, and at, at every corner with every uh, one of our clients' projects or, or engagements, that's what we're asking ourselves is, are we helping them punch above their weight class? Are we helping them be seen by more people, get more leads, get more attention? Because in marketing, that's really what it's all about, right? It's, it's capturing attention and then finding a way to captivate that audience to take an, act, take an action. And um, so to answer the, the question about something that uh, we've done for clients. Uh, many times our clients, when we're speaking with them in uh, strategy sessions or when we're talking about analytics or, or anything like that of our campaigns, that's something that we hear a lot was, oh, you know, I didn't realize we had so much to say. I didn't know we had so much that our audience was interested in. So those are the kind of things that really, you know, peak my, uh, get my ears to perk up and, and something that really makes me feel great about the work that we do. There's one thing that you said too that I really want to like just reiterate to especially everyone listening is I love that you said that you guys, you know, use the information that you're gaining from your clients to captivate their audience. And I think the most common misconception in my opinion with marketing, especially like a lot of small business owners is it's just throwing as much content out as possible. And I like that, you know, what you pointed out there and I feel like that's something that the listeners need to understand, you know, if they're not a marketer by trade, maybe they're you know, a small business owner, and they're like, well, I'm just trying to throw stuff out there. And I think having stuff that 
one captivates their their audience whatever that content may be and then two obviously having a plan are the things that they really need to focus on and i love that you know you said that right there it's not throwing you know social media ad out it's not just throwing a blog out to throw a blog out it's stuff that's actually going to make a difference so i thought that was really great absolutely and to that point you need to take it a step further it is important to test theories and hypotheses um, in, in content marketing. It's important to not just do what you know is going to be uh, a hit, right? It's important to test new things, but to do it in a way that aligns with your marketing strategy and with your brand strategy. And I like to differentiate those two and, and distinguish what a marketing strategy is and what a brand strategy is. And the simplest way that I can uh, define those two different uh, elements, brand strategy and, and marketing strategy is like this. The brand strategy is why you as a company exist, why you are going to win and what you do. A marketing strategy is how you communicate that to your audience and what channels you're performing your, your marketing on, um, you know, what your, your messaging looks like. Um, and then of course, the, the way that your brand uh, is articulated through um, design elements, like your brand, your logo, your colors and all that type of thing. So uh, it's important to kind of think about those two things. And in doing so, um, understanding that you create content that aligns with both of them. Before we really discuss how to repurpose your video content, can you talk a little bit more about your content strategy? Absolutely. So content marketing is such a big term, right? It's, it's uh, very nebulous in a way uh, because there's so many different types of content and, and media. There's podcasts like we're doing now. There's video. There's short form video for things like you know social media or TikTok. Uh, of course, there's blogs, and then there's social media specific content that you would have for let's call it Instagram, Twitter, you know, Facebook, what have you. So, uh, content marketing is such a big nebulous term. Um, however, what it comes down to at the absolute core is communication. Content marketing is communicating your brand and the value that you can bring to your audience through the written verbal or um, you know a, a mix of the two different kind of uh, forms. So content strategy should be about three things in my opinion. One, it should be about connecting with your audience. It should be about educating that audience and it should be about encouraging them or urging them to take action to do business with your brand. Whether that's a consumer brand, like I want to go and buy your product at the store or I wanna buy your product direct from you or a business to business brand, which uh, is more like, I want to start the conversation with you about solving the problem that I'm having. And if you can communicate in those three ways, you're gonna win. It's also important for me, uh, I think, to define that not all content marketing should be trying to actively sell. So what I mean by that is, if you only create content that says, I'm great, buy from me, it's not going to win, right? You're not going to have a great time doing that. A lot of your content should be focused on educating and solving problems. That only, uh, that only is going to help your cause by um, educating your audience on the actual problem that your product or service solves, letting them know, you know, here's the way 
you know, forward. Here's the path out of your, your point of pain that you might be in now if you're searching uh, on social media or searching on Google and so on. And then when you finally have that sales hook content, the buy now or the requested demo or you know, schedule a call or whatever that hook is, they're going to trust it a lot more because you've already provided them value. Right. And I, I like how you kind of touched on how, you know, content strategy should should play into your overall marketing strategy too. You know, what are you trying to achieve? Are you, are you trying to sell a product? Are you trying to, you know, produce a different brand image? And, and all of that content is really the, the vehicles um, to kind of share your overall marketing strategy, right? Oh, that's absolutely true. Your, your strategy um, should, be, should be translated through the content that you're, uh, that you're putting out there. And so I know a problem that, you know, a lot of our clients have, it, it can, it can be overwhelming to kind of know where to start. You know, um, there's pressure to do, you know, video and there, you could do blogs and, you know, you can do um, social media posts and all these different things. So, you know, would you say that it's, it's important to, um, you know, to do more than one type of content platform, you know, where should you kind of start, you know, is one more effective than another? And, and how can companies know how to kind of get the, the best bang for their buck? It's a great question, Kathy. So the, the first way to answer that is to look at what your audience is doing. Look where they're spending their time. And by really understanding your market and your audience, you're going to be able to understand where you should be spending your marketing time and where you should be spending your advertising dollars and what type of content you should be spending your time and effort on creating. So if, you're, if your audience, for example, is spending um, all of their time on social media and they're not really focusing much on um, you know, things like blogs or they're not thinking about like forums or anything like that, you know, it's probably a good idea to put your cards in the, uh, in, in, in the social media stack, so to speak, um, because that's where your audience is going to be. That's where they're spending their time. Therefore, that's where their attention is. We as marketers want to be around attention. And if we can understand where our audience is giving their attention and we can be there, that's how we start to earn it. So um, that's, the first, that's the first kind of thing to think about is where's your audience spending their time and what type of content do they engage with and do they like? From there, it just comes down to understanding uh, the different platforms, the different content types that your audience would like. Um, if your customers are, are on, uh, let's call it Facebook groups as an example, it's a great idea to engage in the highly active Facebook groups and provide great content and value within there. If your, con if your audience is also on um, LinkedIn, it's a great idea to be using LinkedIn to share your content, whether it's written or video or, or verbal or anything like that. Um, so the short answer to a, 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 excuse me, a long answer to a short question, but uh, at the core, it's all about understanding where your audience is spending time and then creating content for those different elements. That's very well said. And, you know, as far as kind of seeing where your audience is, I know, you know, in a different episode, we did share some information um, from a recent HubSpot report kind of showing the different age demographics um, for various social media platforms and, you know, including YouTube and, uh, you know, different platforms like that. So that could be helpful. And then I know sometimes you just have to kind of try, try different things and, and see, you know, what people respond to as well. Absolutely. Trying new things is so important as a marketer. Um, being creative is important as a marketer. 
And it's important in every element of your life, in my opinion, but um, finding a way to be creative is, uh, is definitely a uh, very important element of marketing and being timely as well. So trying new things, I think is, is something that um, you know, sometimes can be scary, it can be daunting, but if we as, as business owners, as marketers, as salespeople, if we remember that um, every good thing started as brand new, uh, that kind of reduces the, the fear factor a little bit. And uh, also uh, I think it's important to remember that the vast majority of people in existence will never see that thing you create. You know, you can have 10,000 views and engagements on your content. That content can turn into $100,000 in revenue uh, just because you tried one thing new and still the vast majority of people in the world will never see it. And when I kind of think about that, um, it, it reduces the friction for me just to hit publish or hit send or, you know, whatever the, the thing is, right? Um, because I realize that, you know, this is important to me. It's important to my audience, but it's just another, you know, it's just another thing that it, that's out there in the world. And um, if, I, if I am being honest uh, with myself and if I'm being honest with you, it's just about creating it and not being so worried about what the outcome might be. If you create it, great things are going to happen. That's a really good point. It actually reminds me, I just posted, um, I shared something the other day on Instagram. Wistia had posted a, um, it was on their Instagram feed and it says, in some ways there's more risk in doing what you've always done than taking the leap to try something new. And I feel like that really just embodies what you just said about, you know, not doing something and just kind of saying, this is how we do it. This is the way we've always done it, which is my least favorite expression I've ever heard in any business. And like, just being able to be forward thinking and take that leap, I think is more beneficial. And I think that's awesome advice. That's a great quote, Bill, the, uh, the one from Wistia. And it reminds me of the Einstein quote, uh, which is the, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase it here, but the definition of insanity is doing the same thing yes. and expecting new results, right? <laughs> um, and if, if business leaders are always doing the same thing, you know, you're always going to get to the same place. Trying something new is crucial. Well, and what I like too, what you're saying, and, and for everyone listening too, I think this is a great lesson. And I don't think we've ever really touched on this on the podcast, but like, you know, we've talked about the the done is better than perfect when it comes to content. But like, sure. realistically, like, um, so like uh, the book Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller, he talks about like, if you truly believe in what you do by not bringing it to your consumer, you're actually, you know, doing them a disservice. So I like what you're saying that just hitting publish and getting it out there because you know, it's important that you get that out because you know you're helping other people. And even if it's a small percentage in the beginning and it takes time, because that's one thing that I, I always love, I feel like you probably get to, like people want you to come in and then like take care of all their marketing in like a month. Like we just want it all done in a month. And it's such a time, it, it takes time. There's no silver bullet for it. But I think that that's a good point that it may only be a couple people in the beginning, but if you can help, I, I always think about that. If I can help one person with my video, like that's to me, like that's gold. I'm happy that like they're, they were inspired. If somebody is inspired to pick up a camera and go create a video because of this podcast, because of a video we've put out there, a blog, like that's just, it's great. You know? So I think that's awesome Ab advice. Absolutely. Absolutely. So jumping into to repurposing a little bit more now that we've kind of covered this content, this whole, um, understanding the content and uh, what's kind of important and how to put this together. I'm sure like when a lot of people saw this title for the podcast, they probably thought we were going to talk about repurposing videos and cutting them up into smaller videos, which 
that is definitely something that can be done. But I think understanding like what you're talking about and taking this content and understanding that it may be a video, but you can take it and turn it into other forms of content. So what would you say like for somebody, maybe one of the business owners listening or small marketing team listening, if they are, they have a video, maybe, you know, two to three minutes long, something that's on their website or even something that's on social media, like what are some options for them to kind of take that content and repurpose it? So absolutely a very important point that you brought up that uh, video doesn't have to just live as video. It can turn into other uh, media types. And so the example that you just laid out there, let's say they have a three minute sales video. That video is chock full of amazing content. It's going to be talking about in this made up example in my head here to be talking about why the team exists, maybe a little bit of history of the company. You'll be talking about the process or the product and um, you know, we'll say the performance or the technical specifications of the product. You'll be talking about the passion within the organization, a whole bunch of different things that um, really should live outside of just that one video. So I like to think about my uh, marketing miles per gallon, my marketing MPG. What can I do to make my MPG go from 30 to 50, right? My miles per gallon out of my marketing campaign. And that one video is chock full of so much interesting content that it can be turned into, um, I'm just gonna list out some examples here, that can be turned into an infographic. If your video talks about a process or a system that you've created, all of a sudden you can take that content and turn it into an infographic. You'll likely have to do some design work with it, of course, and you'll have to rearrange the words and stuff like that, but that can be turned into an infographic which can live on your website, for visual uh, content can be posted to LinkedIn along with a, uh, a caption that explains the process. Can go onto Facebook uh, because people love infographics and love that type of visual content on social media. And um, you've got one piece there. So now we've gone from one video to two pieces of content. Take it a little bit further, that video can be broken out into um, several different social media posts by taking perhaps a clip of the video and overlaying a quote that was interesting and putting that on uh, to social media platforms like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And you can likely find a half a dozen interesting quotes and different tidbits out of that video that can turn into social media content. You can also turn it into a blog. If that content um, it, within the video is something that explains a, uh, a solves a problem or explains a process, you can take that video transcript and just write it out as a long form piece of content, like a blog content, an article. Um, from there, it can even perhaps be turned into a podcast. Videos are, are great time capsules for how uh, describing how something is done or showcasing something within an organization, but they don't necessarily tell all of the intricacies and detail about um, you know, about what it is that, that your video topics on. So you can expand upon that in a format like this, where you have a question and answer session and you go into a little bit more detail about the overall subject of that, uh, about that video. So right there, we've just turned in one three minute you know, piece of content into probably 15 to 30 pieces of content off of one three minute video you've already got on the shelf. Would you say to like, so like if someone's listening to this and I, I was just thinking as you were going through this, like, you know, I'm thinking, trying to think, put myself in the small business owner. I mean, I guess I kind of can, but like, and they, 
a small business owner that doesn't know anything about marketing your video, like putting myself in their shoes or even the, the marketer's shoes that's maybe like overwhelmed, is it even beyond just looking at like the three minutes? So like, yeah, we have the three minutes, we can use these different things, but could you even say like, because when you mentioned the podcast, this is kind of where I got the idea, could that even turn into like an outline for a longer form piece of content, whether that be a blog or anything like that? Is it another possibility or something that could be done with that? Absolutely. If you remove the lid from the box that this content lives in and you start to pull it out, you can put it into a lot of different uh, piles, right? So uh, the outline for the video can likely spew, uh, spread out into multiple shorter videos, can turn into multiple podcasts, it can turn into multiple articles, it can turn into mar- multiple uh, social media posts, and on and on and on. If you're in the, like, a, for example, a B2B business, um, your video content likely has so much value within that, that the main topics within that video could probably turn into webinars. And then you've got, you know, obviously work to do to create that webinar and to create the longer format content in there, but you've already done the hard work, which is defining the thesis and the the content topic there. So by thinking about it in that way and, and not just kind of bucketing it out and saying, this is a video, it lives as a video, if you think about it as this is valuable content and here's the formats in which I can display that content, you're going to win. It's going to be uh, a huge improvement on your overall um, investment in creating that content uh, and and that piece of uh, material, but it'll also allow you to reach more people in the places that they're spending their time and and spending their attention. Would you also say too, because I know like being that you are working with so many different digital marketing assets for your clients, when you sit down to like develop something for them, if you have a content strategy and you decide, okay, we're going to create a video as part of their strategy. Um, do you plan some of this stuff out ahead of time? Like, okay, we're going to write, here's the outline for the video say, but we're also going to be able to turn this into the infographic, into the blog. And if so, is that something that maybe the listeners should be considering when they are going through that process? Absolutely. Yes. Um, so, so we do that often. And when I think about video content specifically, we think about um, two kind of camps of videos. There's the, we'll call it the two to four minute video that you know, lives on a website or that uh, is you know, on a sales landing page or something like that, that might explain a company's history about us, you know, maybe the product or service and so on. But we also think about ongoing video content for uh, content marketing campaigns, where we use that video to create um, multiple pieces of content that are related to that, that campaign. So one of my favorite things to do is to create a video with thought leaders or with experts within a company. And uh, we use that video in multiple, multiple different ways. One is we just create the video for um, for it to live on the website. We create the video that would then be displayed on you know, all the different social channels. But we take that same video and then we create a blog from it. We take that blog and then we create social media posts out of it. We take those social media posts and we maybe turn them into an email. And a lot of times these uh, videos can also, uh, which I mentioned before, turn into um, eBooks or they can turn into webinars as well. So we kind of get a full life cycle out of that. And it's something that really, um, makes the pain of creating the content one time a lot easier to bear when you know that it's going to be displayed in all these different places. That's great advice. I really like that. I think that's something for everyone listening to really think about is I, 
I don't know if this is the correct terminology, but this is what I think about with it is like start thinking three dimensional with your content and start instead of just looking, you know, two dimensional and just seeing it for what it is. And I think that everything you're talking about, you know, people that are listening may not even realize that they have so much more content that they can be pulling out of their stuff and giving. And instead they're just like, okay, you know, what do I do next? So I think that's really great advice. Yeah, you know, content marketing is not a linear path. In my opinion, it's not a starting uh, line and a finish line where, you know, every piece of, of content is a project. I start it, I work on it, I finish it, and I publish it. It should be a cycle. It should be more of a uh, nonlinear, you know, piece of uh, uh, nonlinear type of work in such a way that when you create the content, it just spiderwebs off into new elements. So are there any types of apps or anything like that that people could actually use or any anything that would be helpful for them for repurposing some of these uh, videos into other forms of content? So the biggest challenge with creating new content out of video, maybe not the biggest challenge, but perhaps would be the first hurdle, the first large challenge is uh, taking the audio, the actual like spoken word and turning it into written word text. So I love to use rev.com and Scribe, uh, which are transcription services where you upload your video or your audio file, um, and it will just transcribe the video, you know, kind of word for word for you into a Word document. And that's usually the first step that I take, that I tend to take, especially if we don't already have a script that the people were reading off of in the video. Um, that way we've got it all written out and we can chunk it out and, and kind of break it apart and turn those into topics or articles or anything like that. Um, it just takes a little bit of the effort off of your shoulders and uh, it gives you more time back. So uh, you don't have to spend six hours writing up a transcript and listening to the same video, you know, 15 different times, which is painful. These services will do it for you. Um, so there's uh, human-based services where they'll do all the hard work, where they'll actually listen to it 15 times and type it out for you. And then there's automated uh, machine learning and kind of um, artificial intelligence services that will listen and they'll transcribe it the way, you know, Google uh, text-to-talk or like Siri text-to-talk works. So I use those a lot. One thing too, I, I want to mention, I think that that's uh that's great advice too on the text to talk because I feel like that's a great way. And I, I know this is more on the video content, but would you recommend that maybe even for somebody who's like trying to write out a blog? Is that a little bit easier to walk around and get your ideas out that way versus maybe sitting in front of the keyboard? It absolutely is. There's, there's definitely a lot of different ways to write content and, um, writing content into a blank word document is arguably the hardest way <laughs> you know <laughs> i i personally like to outline in um in notes I'll, I'll just pull up my notes app on my phone i'll talk into it and just let it transcribe into essentially a long um sometimes seemingly incoherent thought but when i then sit back down and i look at it I know exactly what I was saying, you know, was filled in with all the typos and, and all the incorrect words that, you know, Siri uh, thought she heard me say, uh, but I'll turn that into then a nice uh, written outline, which I can then break apart and turn into a, a written article. So that's in fact, my favorite way. A lot of my, my favorite pieces of content um, came to me when I was either running or driving and I'll just pull up my uh, app on my phone and I'll just record into it so I can essentially do a text to talk outline right there on the spot. 
That's awesome. Yeah, that's a great. That's I, I'm glad I to hear that. Uh, that's the way you do that. Because I always like I enjoy like talking into my phone like whenever I have to start putting outlines and things together. So I was like, maybe I'm just lazy, but I don't know. It's like easier to talk it out. So, but you uh, know, and if you're if you're working in say a coffee shop or something like that, there's another added benefit, which is people think you're on the phone, so uh, they won't bug you. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I love that because it, it can be really hard, you know, even as a writer, I, I know it's hard to be staring at that blank page. And sometimes I think it's better to just like get something on the page. And then I, you know, I, I think of it as almost like sculpting something on that page into, you know, fine tuning it. I used to have a teacher that used to say, you know, get something on the page and then you can, you can make it sing. You can make the words sing. Um, and sometimes that's a, a much easier approach, especially if, you know, your writing is not your forte or if it's challenging. So um, that's been great to really talk about how we can turn video into so many other types of content. But uh, what if you have other types of content, like you have blogs or, you know, other, other assets, podcasts, and you don't have any video where you need more video? How, what are some strategies or thought processes that kind of turn your existing content into a video? You know, I don't know if there's any types of content or uh, content topics that make good videos. It's a great, great question. So I'll answer that in two ways. There's, um, we'll call it written content that you can turn into other non-video pieces of content and then written content that you can turn into uh, video content. So I'll, I'll answer the latter first. Um, some of the, I think, simplest written or like design content that can be turned into video are things like slide decks, are things like uh, eBooks, um, you know, that type of, of visual asset, uh, photography as well, if you have a product or if you've done things like, uh, you know, a, a manufacturing plant tour or anything like that, that can very simply be turned into uh, video with um, narration played over top. And uh, you can do that uh, by just essentially uploading the, uh, the raw content, whether it's PDF or the photography or whatever. And then, um, laying over a, uh, an audio narration over top of that. And that can be used for uh, you know, social media, be put on your YouTube channel, can be embedded on a page on your website, and you know, be put in a, a, a plenty of different ways. So I like to do that as well, um, especially because the hard work's already been done. You've already created that asset. Uh, might as well try to get a little bit of more you know, marketing MPG out of that by creating it into another channel um, and another media type. The other thing you can do is you can create content, uh, for example, a blog, and you can turn that into other types of content for different uh, channels. So your blog likely has many, you know, we'll call it one sentence, you know, kind of nuggets of wisdom, whether it's a headline or whether it's a, um, a caption uh, or, or a quotation from somebody, you can turn that into social media content very easily. For example, if I have a, um, an article that I've written that you know, maybe features a great, a great quote from somebody within my organization or a customer, I can just take a headshot of that person. I can overlay on top of that headshot the, the quotes and then put their logo on there, their name and their title. And all of a sudden I've got a great piece of content for LinkedIn because I'm taking something that was interesting, uh, that I'm taking something that was um, you know, shareable and I've just created it into another, another piece of content. So we try to think about that as well. Again, it's all about marketing, it's marketing miles per gallon. 
One thing too, I really wanted to mention just because when you're talking about like the, uh, the slide decks or like the photos, um, and turning that into like, uh, uh, video content for people that are listening. And I know that you and I've had this conversation, Patrick, uh, recently about uh, this product, but like um, Wistia Soapbox or Vidyard is a great way. Like if you're thinking like, I don't have the editing capabilities to do this, you know, I don't know how do I record my voice. Those are two great services that um, you could, you might have to buy the paid version to be able to download, but that's as simple as, you know, putting that those slides up and then being able to narrate your slides and then have video of yourself. So anyone listening, that's a great way to be able to do that easily. If you're thinking, I don't have the editing software, I don't know how to record audio. I don't, it's as simple as being on a zoom call. So it's, it's definitely, that's great advice being able to take those visuals and then be able to create something out of them. Absolutely. So I know you kind of already expanded on this already earlier, Patrick, but there's one thing I really wanted to just really kind of, I guess, take home for our listeners. You know, I, I know that when you're creating tons of content, and I'm sure you know this too, like a lot of times you might, you know, prefer to create video or you might prefer to create blogs and you think to yourself, okay, well, I have video or I have a blog. I don't need other types of content. So can you maybe even touch a little bit more just on what is, you know, the importance of having these different types of content to reach your, um, your client or your customers and your target market, you know, is there, is it, is that the right mindset to be in? I have videos that's good enough. So again, it's all about your audience. So your audience is going to tell you where you should be creating your content and uh, where you should be spending your time. And to, to kind of circle back to what we talked about earlier on in this conversation, understanding your market is the absolute first step in marketing and the absolute first step in content creation. So if your audience is spending any time at all on more text-based platforms, for example, Twitter or what, uh, LinkedIn or, or whatever platform it is, then you absolutely should be creating content in those native formats for those platforms. Video could be the great first start, you know, uh, especially if you're winning at using video on YouTube or Vimeo or on your site, it can be a great first start um, and, and great content to use but you can turn that video into written content as well by, again, just pulling out maybe small snippets of, of content and turning that into uh, a quick you know, social post or turning that into a graphic that can live on Instagram or that can live on Facebook. So um, is, is the right you know, idea to create content uh, that you are most passionate about first? I would say, yeah, that is the, the most important thing or, or the right first step create content that you're comfortable creating and then take that content and find ways that you can uh, modify it or you can edit it to use in other places. That's great advice. So that's, that's a great thing for people that are thinking of, because I like, like maybe they're thinking about using different types of content. And I like how you say, create the thing that you're most passionate about first. And obviously with this episode, you expanding on all the different ways that you can create content. So they really, anyone listening, you have these things that are laid out for you that you can actually start creating, you know, from the content you are most passionate about. So I think that was, that's awesome. That's a great sum up of that. Why create something you don't like to do? It's just going to make your job harder. If you can create your content in the way that you are most interested in, in the, in the way that you're most passionate about and that you feel the most creative in, that's how you're going to get the best content out of yourself. And then you can transform that in many different ways. 
What a great discussion, Patrick. You know, I think there's a, a couple really cool points off of what you said um, in this podcast. And, you know, again, always drawing it back to, you know, creating content around where your your target audience is, how your users like to consume content. And I think going back to the point of creating a couple pieces on different platforms, you know, if it's video and, and blogs or whatever, you know, even within your target audience, people like to consume content differently. And, you know, people think about how people learn differently. Some people learn, they're, they're uh, visual learners, and maybe they like to, you know, watch the video. Maybe some people really like to get into the details and, and read an article, and, and they prefer to, you know, consume a blog. Or maybe some people are, you know, more like auditory learners. And, you know, they want to hear a podcast or, you know, they, they do better by listening to the video. So there's just a, a lot of different ways that people, you know, like to consume the content. And, um, you know, that's something to keep in mind as well as, you know, I think an, an important point and why you should kind of diversify your pieces on, on various platforms. Um, and then the other thing, too, that I think, you know, we kind of brought up is we always talk about how video and, you know, other producing other types of content, it's an investment. And just think about, you know, being able to turn one piece into another, it just really helps reinforce, you know, getting the, the most out of your investment. Like whether you start with, you know, interviewing your top executives or sales team in a video or for a blog, you know, that, that takes time. It's an investment of their time and your time. And, um, you know, just think about, you know, how, how much more that pays off if you're, and even, you know, your boss would be happy if you can take, you know, that limited interview and then turn it into so many other things. So I think that's really what, you know, this is about and what, what you've kind of touched on in a more broad sense, you know, that it's, it's, creating content and your user's terms and then really coming, um, really making the most out of your investment. So I really want to thank you, Patrick, for taking the time to come on the podcast and, you know, lend your expertise on this topic to us. We really appreciate your time. Um, where can listeners go to learn more about Zangardi Studios? Wow, guys, thanks so much for allowing me to spend some time with you today and uh, to share some of my knowledge. I, I really appreciate that you gave me this opportunity. If your audience found any value in this conversation, I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn. You can look me up by name at Patrick Zangardi. I'm also on Twitter and on Instagram um, in using that same handle, Patrick Zangardi. Um, a lot less business on there. It's a little bit more of a personal look into my life and my interests. A lot of arguing about baseball and things like that on Twitter. Um, I'd, uh, I'd love to, uh, to connect with you there as well. I do have something that I'd love to share with your audience as well, which is a content calendar that we use both for our company at Zangardi Studio, as well as for our clients. Um, you can find that at zangardi.com slash content calendar. It's a really simple to use Google Drive document um, that uh, kind of helps you to think about creating content um, based on one topic in multiple different content types. So I hopefully that will be helpful for you as well. Yeah, thank you so much for offering that up. And we'll make sure to link it in the show notes. That way, you know, anyone that's listening, if you're, you know, you want to download that or be linked directly to Patrick. Also, I'll link your social media in there too. This way, people can easily get over to you and connect. Uh, we really do appreciate you coming on. And uh, I look forward to having you on again in the future. Definitely, we want to talk more with you about branding and marketing and just what you guys are doing. I think, you know, we, we do so much with video 
that um, it's great to have the perspective of somebody who's kind of, you know, handling a whole broad amount of things and then how all of those play together. So we really appreciate you coming on and just lending your expertise to everybody. It's been, it's been fun. It has for me as well. But uh, thank you everybody as well for listening. And um, if you found this episode valuable, if you liked listening to what Patrick had to say, or even any of our past episodes valuable, make sure you click subscribe. And uh, this way you get notified when the podcast comes out. And if you've been happy with the way Kathy and I have been doing things, please, please, please leave a review that allows other people to understand how beneficial this podcast could be for them. And it just really helps us also understand, you know, whether or not we're doing a good job and what we need to change. So thank you so much for listening and we will catch you all next time. Later, everyone. Thanks for listening to Watch Time. Make sure to subscribe and share the podcast and leave us feedback on today's episode. That's a wrap.